it finally makes sense why this is our opening song. Right? I want to dance with you. Six feet. Six feet. Stay the hell away from me. Six feet of separation. Queens of the court. We're back. Yeah. I feel like I say that all the time. I feel like every time we podcast, you're like, we're back. Sorry about the two-week hiatus. Did you miss us? Three-week hiatus. Yeah, I know. It's a real thing. Um, this is a kind of, this is a much more interesting three-week, two-week hiatus, whatever Whatever, it's been. whatever it's been. Yeah, whatever it's been. But this is the Queens of the Court podcast. We are the King Size Queens. I'm John Hazen. I'm Paul Jafrida. Hey. And we're here to bring you all the hey. information that you need about women's basketball. And uh, part of the reason why we haven't really podcasted much in the past couple of weeks is because there has been no women's basketball. We've been devastated. It's been pretty devastating. Like the sports world, like everything is just gone. Yeah, gone. Sports sports are, are gone. COVID-19, Thanos sports. Yeah. Um, Snap that shit away. There's esports left. That's it, which we both like, so we're lucky there. Yeah. Um, but man, so this the, is this is rough. <laughs> it's rough. The the last time we podcasted, we were in the middle of uh, tournament week. Uh, the conference tournaments were being played out. We were getting some automatic bids to the NCAA tournament. You know, you know, we were we getting, were we were heading towards the like best three to four weeks of all sports. Totally. Maybe like two months of sports. March Madness is you the got, best. You have March Madness. You have for both men and women, amazing. Then you go into baseball season starting, which the beginning of baseball season is always fun. Wah, wah. It's always fun. Um, then you have NBA playoffs starting. It's like and the WNBA season and WNBA season starting. The draft, WNBA draft, which we're still going to get, which is nice. Like, we'll get that virtually, and, like, it'll still be an, uh, some kind of event. Like, sports, maybe, like, the, the viewership of this is going to be off the charts because of what's going on right now. Canceled. Boom. Everything. Coronavirus. Corona. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it was, it's been a really interesting couple of weeks. I'm sure everyone around the country has Hell. had a really interesting couple of weeks. Um, it. You know, it, it really trickled in the way things started to get canceled. It was like, okay, so this conference is going to do their tournament games with no audience. And then it was like, this conference has canceled their tournament. And then slowly it just trickled. The Rudy, NBA Rudy Gobert got Rudy Gobert got tested positive for Corona, and then that set everything off. It just changed the whole, like... NBA was like, as soon as Rudy Gobert got tested positive, they were like, we're canceling everything. It was going to happen anyway. I mean, it everything was, everything was right, already right. starting to yeah, cancel. Right. It's not just Rudy Gobert. Soccer, it's just... but soccer overseas was still happening. Right. Like, with no fans, and like, they were still doing this, traveling to games and stuff. It's crazy. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely an unprecedented experience for all of us here. Um, you know, there have been outbreaks of illnesses before that haven't you know impacted our culture in quite the same way as this is uh you know we are you know we're we're okay we're we're healthy yeah we're and lucky. we are quarantined more or less uh you know our state is pretty much in lockdown um we're in colorado you know, essential essential business only and uh 
yeah, it's been really difficult, you know, and, and your heart goes out to, you know, all the players, particularly the seniors who, you know, you know, like you look at like Sabrina Ionescu, who was like, I'm coming back because I got unfinished business to do this year and she's not going to get to finish it. And that's, that's really sad. And like, that's just one example of like senior, a senior class like Oregon's that was you know, very, very hopeful they were going to win this title, bring Oregon its first championship. And now they don't get that chance. They don't get anything. Yeah. A lot of the teams, a lot of the coaches and the organization and then the colleges are petitioning to allow seniors to have another year of eligibility. Think um, actually, about, not just seniors. I think all athletes think have about what year of eligibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all athletes. I mean, it's just – Think about what this does to so many people's, like, draft socks. Not just for WNBA. Not just for, like, any sport. This, like, you had a chance to, like, show out in, like, your final months of college sports. And, like, you don't get to do that. Yeah. You just don't get to do any of that. Like, Kennedy Carter was coming off injury. Like, we want to see where she's at. Like, Ryan Howard was coming off of a little injury. Like, these people had, like, big things that they were going to – not Ryan Howard. She's saying, right? She's young. Yeah, she's um, But, like, Kennedy Carter, that's a big – big deal to like what she, where she what she could have done in the ncaa tournament and where she could have gone because of this i, think I don't think a, it impacts her draft stock very much i think she'll she's still, still go high, really but high like draft you got to think about the lower people too that maybe you know maybe the girl from princeton shows out during the whole tournament and maybe wins or wins two three games like for her team totally. and her draft stock just Goes I up. Know. I saw a mock draft today that had her going number four overall, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Crazy things!" But like, but like, but you, I, you I don't know. know what you're you don't saying. get the litmus test of everybody, and that's just the that's just the players. I yeah. mean, I mean, what about the economic impact of not having an NCAA tournament? I mean, there's a reason that the NCAA like cut like you know funding to D1 schools you know in the last month by a huge amount because they're not going to make any money off the NCAA tournament, and Nothing. that's that's their biggest money maker in the year. Yeah, is the men's and women's tournaments. Um, I mean, football makes a lot of a lot of schools money too, which they're lucky. Totally. They're lucky. Some of these big schools had big football seasons. Totally, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Ooh. just basketball's been. I mean, everything's been canceled. All spring sports have been canceled. It's uh, it's 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 and and that's you know, and obviously this is a podcast about women's basketball, so you know we're focusing on like this one small thing that has been affected by this whole experience that this country and this world is going through, but. It is just one small part of of what we as humans are dealing with right now in terms of, you know, this drastic shift in our culture and and what we are used to. And I think it's a really difficult adjustment. What do you think people would do without the internet right now? Oh my god, people are already going crazy sitting at home. Without the internet? Whoo. 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 I don't even know. I don't even want to think about it. I don't it. want to think about that. Right? I got video games. It's crazy. What up? I mean, like, what would we do if we couldn't just sit on the couch and stare at Instagram for, like, you know, 10 hours a day? 10 hours. Entertain me with memes. I mean, what, what, what would we do if we couldn't, like, teleconference to every meeting that should could have been an email? <laughs> Everybody's finding that out now. Yeah. So, I mean, on the on the bright side, right, is that we are still going to be having a WNBA draft. Virtually. We don't know if there's going to be a WNBA season. No. But there is going to be a WNBA draft. So we are going to get to get hyped up and get excited about, you know, the next, you know, class of players that are going to go from college to the WNBA. And, and it's a decent class. And there's been some really interesting mock drafts out there. And, and that is going to happen 
on April 17th. It'll be televised. Um, it will be done remotely. You know, they won't all be in like one big room like they always are and get to watch them walk up on stage and put their hat on or their jersey, whatever it is. We're not going to see that. Um, it's going to be done remotely. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, kind of like, like quick Zoom conferences with like. Do you think New York already sent Sabrina a New York Liberty hat? God, they had to. <laughs> Not a so, doubt. So just, I mean, we would just want you to put this on l- when we draft. Let's you be real. One. Like, <laughs> you could send like half the first round, like a Dallas Wings. Because they have like yeah, five picks. Like, because they have five picks. So you could just send them like a Wings hat and be like, you might be on their team. Right. We don't know, but like, we'll right. send you like this hat and like two other ones. Right. And that's your only chance. Or they could <laughs> find some way to like overlay like the hat virtually over the image of them when they do the press conference. Just like a green screen hat. Yeah, like, exactly. Up, just like, like eh. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. I mean, they'll figure out ways to it, do it. It'll they'll be send fun. them. Like, why wouldn't they just send them like all. There's twelve, there's 12 teams. This is the WNBA we're talking about. They don't made of money. <laughs> Imagine they couldn't afford Imagine that. They couldn't afford <laughs> that hats to all the draftees. Yeah. Um, or yeah. like a like you know like a quick jersey or something. But like, but then how are you gonna feel if like someone gets drafted that you're not expecting to get drafted and they don't have no hats? That's for That's sure gonna be embarrassing. No, 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 no. That's sure gonna happen well, for sure. Right. You know, um, somebody random is going to get drafted and people are going to be like shit <laughs> totally so let's so so quickly you know let's talk about let's talk about the draft a little bit more let's talk about the specifics you know so um earlier in the season satu sabali declared that she was going to forego her senior season and go for the draft which is great so she's one eligible junior that's heading to the draft and there's a couple others so megan walker declared yep. a couple weeks ago and said that she's going to go to the WNBA, and uh, kennedy carter just declared that she was going to go like to the WNBA yesterday? as well. Yep. Or the day before. Um, and then the other, probably one of the other ones that people were really keeping an eye on, uh, Ari McDonald uh, decided that she was going to come back to school for her senior year. Good. Which is great. She, could be she, one. Can, she can do a lot for Arizona next year. She could easily be the number one pick next year. Totally. And like this year, what would she have been? Top 10. You know, but 10. I don't know about you can, But I'm saying, like, it could happen where she, she could have been 10. Year. She had a great year. She, she was my, like, so, I, I was know. talking you her up were, all year. So I'm, ha- I'm so happy that she's going back because, like, yeah. she'll be able to show out and show, like, what she could do, not with, like, this Sabrina and Nescu sitting over her in her own conference. Right. Because, like, what are you supposed to do when you have Sabrina and you have Satu in the same division? It's like you're not even, like, one of the top two players in your own division (laughs) totally um yeah i totally agree uh so like you know you know everyone's expecting um sabrina to go number one and right away after sabrina goes number one there's questions about you know who's going to go next um so let's let's just let's go through the draft order real quick it's dallas has just such an interesting play they have throughout, throughout, the, throughout this whole draft, what they decide to do is going to be real interesting. And they have a bunch of needs they need to fill. So I think this is a great draft, by the way. Yeah, too. I think it's going to be a great draft. I don't know if it'll be quite as deep as last year's draft. Yeah, but there's a lot of talent here. There is a lot of talent. That's so let's talk draft order. We have got the New York Liberty drafting first, Dallas Wings at second, Indiana Fever third, Atlanta Dream fourth, Dallas Wings fifth, Minnesota Lynx sixth. Dallas Wings 7th, Chicago Sky 8th, Dallas Wings ninth, 
Phoenix Mercury 10th, Seattle Storm 11th, and the Washington Mystics 12th. So that's four first-round picks for Dallas uh, in the top nine. Doesn't Dallas have, like, New York's number, like, second-round pick, too? Or something like that? Don't they have, like, the number w- number one in the second round or something like that, too? Well, what do they have? Uh, they do not have number one in the second round. Okay, okay. Um, they have number three in the second round and number nine in the second round. Jeez. So, anyway. They, they got to they gotta make some trades there, though. You got to assume they do that. They're going to have a lot of a lot of talent here coming in, so... So let's let's just talk through how we see this going. So Sabrina is going to go number one. Uh-huh. New York's going to take Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, number two overall, I, f- I feel like it's between Satu, Sabali, and Lauren Cox. So what else can you get? You got to think as a Dallas Wings GM, right? What can you get with your next pick? Who's the next available player at both of those positions that you can choose between? Because it is the cho- – it's the – do we get Lauren Cox or do we get Satu, right? Because whatever one doesn't get picked is going next. Yeah, so that's – yeah. I mean, you have to assume that, right? So can, a, can they get – they need bigs, right, regardless. They're both big. They're both fours, and they're different kinds of fours. Very different. Satu is a stretch four. Lauren Cox is more of a high post four. Yeah, but Lauren Cox can stretch the court, which is nice. She's not a three-point but shooter. But she's not – she, but she could knock down long range twos. Yeah, from from high post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's a high post four. Yeah. So, but know. she's probably also a stronger rebounder than Satu Sabli is. Yeah, she's and probably can she's a better defend passer. and can defend like the four or five better. I don't know if the, I don't know if she'll be able to defend the five in the WNBA. She might not be. She's we'll a little see. undersized. She's height six wise. four. Height wise, um, but. She she was great in college against you could put her against fours in the dub and she would be great, right? Um So you're Dallas, <laughs> who do you take? So what are the next what are what are the next two picks? That's where I go with my head to think about what I could get with my fifth pick. Because, like I mean Satu to me is the pick for Dallas. Mm-hmm. But is that what that team needs? You know, you have Skyler, you have you have, you have Skyler. Or you, you, you Skyler traded Skyler. You traded Skyler, right? So you have But you have Katie Lou Samuelson now. Katie Lou, you have a Arike. similar type of player. You have Katie Lou Arike, right? Mm-hmm. Do you just go with Lauren Cox to be like the, the more of a... So they picked up some they had made some moves in the offseason. Um so right now Dallas is, you know, they they picked up Asto Endure and Katie Lou Samuelson from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Kayla Thornton, who's also a forward. Um, <gasps> they have, like I said, Katie Lou Samuelson, who's kind of a similar player to Satu. Yeah, she's like a stretch, uh, a six four stretch, you know, forward. Um, Katie Lou's also considered a guard, but I think they're very similar. I think they're very similar. Um, they have uh, Isabel Harrison. Um, they have uh, Megan Gustafson. They have Christina Nigue. So they have quite a few strong forward players. Um, so the question is, do you, do you need Lauren Cox? Do you need uh, a bigger scoring presence? Because like, I think Satu Sabli is going to be more of a scoring presence, and I think Lauren Cox is going to be more of an all-around player for them. Totally. Um, so what do you take? 
I right now I think I'm taking Lauren Cox based on what the team's needs are needs are and what they're based around and knowing what kind of players I could probably get after this. Okay. So that would um I'm sure that would be good for Lauren Cox coming from Baylor, going to Dallas. There'd be a lot of family there too. She's from Texas as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's certainly something to be said for that. Um that would mean that the Indiana Fever have the number three pick. Uh to me it's a no brainer that they'll take Sabali after there's, that. There's just no pairing her up. They already have some really dynamic guards and Kelsey Mitchell and Erica Wheeler and um Tiffany Mitchell and I think they're gonna need a little bit more uh size help behind Tierra McCowan. And I think yeah. Sabali really helps stretch the floor and gives Tierra McCowan more room to work underneath. So so we gotta expect Sabali's going number three. So then the Atlanta Dream. I think the Atlanta Dream take Kennedy Carter at number four. I think they need that kind of dynamic presence that can get her own shot whenever I mean, she needs can run the team. I think that's like almost like a match made in heaven right there. Yeah, I think you so know, too. like it's perfect for their rebuild and what they're going for. So, I think she's like a no doubt great player. You're gonna get what you get with her right away. Like, you, it's not something that she's gonna need to build into. She's gonna take shots. She's gonna take volume shots, and she's not scared to do it. So. Yeah, I think the those those things are huge for that team next year. I think it's possible that they also might take Megan Walker. Um, I think I think she could end up going that high. Uh, you know, she had a really strong year, and she's definitely a, a really solid shooter. And you know, she can play anywhere from like one to three, really. Um, so I think that that's a possibility that, that they might take someone like her. She could end up being kind of like a Maya Moore type player. Um, but I still think Kennedy Carter. Dallas picks at number five, and they're going to have a lot of options here. You're going to have, you know, Megan Walker. You're going to have Ty Harris. You're going to have Beatrice Montpremier. You're going to have Bella Ellery from Princeton. Um, you know, these are just some of the names expected to go high. Crystal Dangerfield, although they really need another point guard. Ruthie Hebert is going to be available. Um, Kia Gillespie, Joyner Holmes. Yeah, so there's a lot of size and a lot of scoring talent at size positions that's available. So if they took Lauren Cox number two. I'm going Megan Walker then. You'd take Megan Walker if, yeah. if she's available at this point? Yeah. Solid three. To to match up with, you know. I think you have two instant starters me. if you really wanted to right there. And I, and I don't think, and I, I think it works really well with like, you know, Megan Walker's coming from a place where you're taught not to be super selfish, make the right pass. Lauren Cox makes the right pass, mm -hmm. and then you have Arike. <laughs> so like, I it's like you know, I might I might personally just because I'm really high on this particular player. If I'm Dallas, I might take Ty Harris. Um, I think that she she came in as a freshman starting point guard. She's won a national championship with with South Carolina. She's she developed into you know, it's funny this extra year that she had between her junior and senior year really helped her develop into more of an all around player in a way that like I kind of felt like Jackie Young needed that extra year to do that kind of development. I feel like Ty Harris got it. She had huge scoring numbers, great assist numbers, and I think that giving you know you know. 
Rek and Lauren Cox and these other players a chance to play off the ball more um, with the kind of vision that Ty Harris has that could be really next level. And I think that they're not that they don't have a point guard. They have Mariah Jefferson at point guard and, and Ogunbowale can certainly run the point when they need her to. But I think having like a true point guard that can also like, you know, rip shots. I think that would be huge for them. They lost Skyler. So it's a big loss. So I agree, but the, the Skyler loss wasn't felt last year from the team. Like, you didn't have her at all. That's true. So, like, they don't know what that would have been or what what kind of loss that really is to these current players. Um, I just think that Arike is going to need the ball a lot, right? So, to be successful, mm-hmm. that's just Arike. Um, having that point guard could help, but could you get a good point guard with your next pick? Yeah, but you can you can probably get a good anything you're talking about with your next pick. Your next pick is two picks away. <laughs> so like, you know, I don't know how how vital. Which it is. one do you think you could get if you wait? Well, when you think about Megan Walker, do you think Megan Walker is a better three than Katie Lou Samuelson? I think I, don't I think, know. I think the team has. <laughs> I'm I, trying to think about that hard, and I'm I like, think the team has more needs at point guard and center than they do at anything two through four. I think two through four they're going to be really solid, especially if they take either Lauren Cox or Sobley with the number two pick. Okay, so okay, so personally, right, so right. I think they could use either a really good big center or a like next level point guard. Okay, so if you do this, right? Do you go? Ty Harris this pick, right? Mm-hmm. And then who's the next person drafting? Minnesota Lynx get the sixth pick. So do you think they go Megan Walker? What do they need? I don't think they. I, I don't think they go Megan Walker. I don't think that's their need. I think. I think they have a need at uh, at, at point at guard. So, I, I so think, then you I take think, Ty think Harris. Visa Collier is kind of more of a of a Megan Walker type player anyway. She just kind of can do a little bit better. Especially yeah. when you've got Sylvia Fowles kind of holding down like the the big spot. Totally, totally. So I'm I'm with that. But if you're Dallas, then that's the pick you take, Ty Harris, to force the for them to take Crystal Dangerfield. Yeah, or, you just hope like they go after their need then, yeah. right? So then that the creates Cooper. Yep, right uh, there. Um, those are two good picks too. Mm-hmm. Um, so either one of them goes there, and then with is it that next pick? Do they have a draft pick? Yep, they get the seventh pick. Okay, so then you maybe get Megan Walker there, or you go Mom Premier. Yeah, and you I get think, that another I think big. You either go Mom Premier or Hebert, whoever you think is going to be the more impactful center. That's who I would go with. I think personally, Mom Premier, um, from a standpoint of, it's easy to play with Sabrina. And Satya, yeah, they and and especially the way Hebert and Sabrina did that their brings you that that brings you up to another level of just sure. what you have in college. Sure, Mom Premier kind of did it with herself and like yeah. made herself what she is. I I don't disagree with you. I like Beatrice's just Mom Premier. I think that she'd be great for the Dallas Wings. I think that's a solid and pick. I don't think she's somebody that would, you know maybe feel slighted on that offense like she has a big personality like would want to you know play with like these type of young players and like this young system like i feel mm-hmm. like it would be great for her like she's never had like a uh 
I must win on her mm-hmm. team kind of like thing. Like she's used to some losses, mm-hmm. you know, like I just think like it's really good for a rebuild to have somebody that's like, I don't need to win this second or I'm going to feel down from a losing year. And like, yeah. I don't know how that would affect Ruthie. Like maybe she's fine with that, but like when did Oregon lose? Yeah. When she was there, like, yeah. And then, and then if I'm the Chicago sky, um, I'm either going to take Megan Walker yep, or I'm going to take um, like Ruthie Hebert or, or Bella Ellery even someone, maybe yeah. Bella, maybe Bella Ellery would be good for Chicago because, you know, they, they have a pretty solid one, two, three with um, Allie Quigley and Vandersloot at one and two and then, and then Diamond, Diamond to Shields, Shields at three. At three. Yeah. So you could still slot Megan Walker in there, but then they're going to be a smaller team. But if you like, say, you know, bring in like Bella and, that's and Ellery, what they who were can, already like, stretch for to play off of like Steph Dolson, who's going to be their center. Um, I think I think that might be a really good move for them to take Bella. Um, and it could also be a good move to take Ruthie, but that might not fit as well with Steph, the two of them on the floor together. So I think he'd take Bella. Yeah, I think maybe it's Bella. I I just think personally from what she could do. Yeah, maybe that translate like. Maybe we haven't seen top Bella mm-hmm. just because she doesn't really get to you don't really get to see who she gets to play. Yeah. Not scared to shoot. Her numbers aren't like crazy, like in the sense of like percentages wise. Yeah. But like she puts up a lot of points. She can shoot the three. She's a stretch like she does it all in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say that's a bad pick there. Is there any yeah. international players that we're forgetting? That oh, are? probably. But like, let's not even kid ourselves into thinking we're gonna go there um (laughs) i was just saying like is there somebody that like on a mock draft maybe you maybe i know i haven't seen anyone on on the mock drafts okay so then dallas picks number nine and 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 i think again i think you're sitting here and i think personally i would go between megan walker or kia gillespie at this point so that that but there you go so megan walker potentially drops all the way there how do you some of the mock drafts i've seen have her going as far as like 10 or 11 but that there you go. Like, you're right. Take Tia Cooper there because not Tia Cooper. Ty Harris. Uh, Ty Harris. Ty Harris. You take Ty Harris there just for that simple fact that like needs for other teams are more focused in those areas, and like I feel like a lot of teams are pretty set with like bigs and stuff like that. Yeah, and a lot like, of teams are. And there's this isn't the class that has. The most next level bigs. Exactly. So it's not like last year where there you're were two trying, six eight players. You go with that. You go with taking Ty Harris there. Mm-hmm. You know you could probably get like your three or five that you want a little bit later. So do you take Megan Walker or do you take Kia Gillespie there? Or I mean, Ruthie Hebert's still on the board. I mean, like these are all really talented players. Crystal Dangerfield is still on the board. I'm not taking Crystal. If you already took Ty Harris, you don't. You already take taken Crystal. Ty Harris and you have Arike. Yeah, and there's no reason, and like you said, they have Mariah Jefferson, right? They have Mariah Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see the need there. Yeah, um, I I'm taking either Kia Gillespie or or Megan Walker. Megan Walker, but I'm probably taking Megan Walker, yeah. just based on like you love the coaching that she got too. Yeah, I might actually, you know, n- nothing against Megan Walker, who I think is an outstanding player, but. I feel like um, what I've learned kind of watching her on court and over the past couple of years is that her demeanor is very subdued. 
You know, she's a very, she seems like a very kind of like low key type player. Yeah. And I don't know. And Kia Gillespie, I think, is the exact opposite. I think Kia Gillespie is like a, is like a fierce, high octane player who might not be as skilled. But I think she has a little more fight, a little more want in her than Megan Walker does. I don't know if that's the, what I want. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, feel don't, like I, don't, I don't know if that's what I want if I'm Dallas. I look at Kia Gillespie. I, ha- I have a couple killers. And I see Maya Moore. And not just because they look similar, but just because similar type of player, similar build, similar size. I don't know. Uh, I just – what Megan Walker offers on defense and offense and yeah. like what she is as an overall player – how she developed, if she keeps developing, I don't know. I, I I think it's like she she can have a pretty decent ceiling there and be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I think right, she's so only take, gotten better. We take one of those there. Yeah. And then pick number ten is the Phoenix Mercury, and I wouldn't be surprised if they took whichever one of those two was still left. Yeah, I mean you're like I think I think like, that's what you're like what thanks. they need. <laughs> You're like, thank you. Yeah. I think that's Phoenix, I, Phoenix I, really needs a solid number three. I, I really score. do think the top ten picks are – it might not be as heavy hitting as last year's class, but mm-hmm. I think they're all really impact players. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're all real solid. I think they all offer a lot what they can do. They might not be, you know, the flashy names, some of them, but I think they're all really good. I mean, is it really possible that we think that Ruthie Hebert could fall all the way to, like, number 11 for a Seattle? Doubt it, just because of the Oregon name. But Yeah. Um, I mean, Seattle would be thrilled to pick up Ruthie Hebert as a backup to their bigs. Right? Yeah. Uh, thrilled. thrilled. Yeah. Um, but I think Ruthie is – she's amazing, but I think she's the most limited offensively skilled-wise in the draft at the center position out of the big three, four of them. I feel like it's kind of goes to what you said, which is there's some unknown there about how good she will be without Sabrina. Because mm-hmm. Sabrina was so good at the pick and roll, and the two of them just rocked the pick and roll so good that at the college level it was almost impossible to defend. When you have one of the best passers of all time, right. men, women, doesn't matter. Yeah. Her vision is insane. Yeah. How, how can you just think, like, that's not the benefit of playing next to those two offensive talents? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. So I think there's just some unknown there. Like, you know, you just don't know. Like, she she like, she like could be amazing. She could be Maybe dominant. she was limited. Right, exactly, because there were so many shooters on that team and it didn't go the to touches her touches that, that she just didn't get weren't right. there. So she could be amazing. Doubt it, but she could also be slightly more pedestrian and it's just hard to know so that's why i think she could fall that low in the draft i think she's still going to be a very good WNBA player I but i so. don't think she's going to be an all-star uh, yeah and which isn't anything to like fret about like i still think she's going to be a starter in the WNBA at some point um i just don't think She's the instant impact that the other ones can offer. Yeah. And, like, maybe you look at her as a little bit better than Mom Premier. I could see that. I could see people saying that. No problem. Totally. You know, like, Mom Premier has gotten hurt a couple times in her career, too. Um, mm-hmm. But Mom Premier, I just, I think her game's a little bit more electric by herself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I think it's a uh, the teams that the teams are going to be happy with who they get in the first round of this draft. 
Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, all these players are – it's a deep first round. Totally. Like, I'm pretty sure at, like, this pick last year, you were getting, like, a Megan Gustafson. And – Something like that. She ended up, like, getting cut and re-picked back up and yep. stuff like that. And I don't think the case – that would be the case for any of these players. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, the WNBA is always super deep. You know, there's always a Scary lot of talent team. in there. And, and even for a team like Dallas that's doing some rebuilding, you know, they're going to end up having more depth than they can keep on on the roster. And some of those players are going to end up getting contracts with other teams when they are, get cut from Dallas. Totally. So that's why I don't think the picks stay the same way. Um, I think Dallas is doing moves before this. Mm-hmm. Um, before draft night, you, you should see at least one or two of those picks change. Maybe. Uh, I, I think if you do a package of picks to one of the teams in front of you at maybe the, you know, maybe you get the but three pick or the four pick or to um, get two higher players. Maybe you want Lauren Cox and maybe. Satu and you just package two or three of those picks to Indiana. Maybe. I mean, I, feel I don't like, think it's the craziest idea. I feel like they've done a good job in executing trades that have made their team younger and acquiring these draft picks at the same time. Um, and so I think that they're in a position where right now they know they're in a full rebuild. And, you know, why not get as much young talent as you possibly can instead of, I mean, you're talking about just trading picks for picks as opposed that's, to that's like what I think would happen. trading like picks for like a veteran, you know, player or something. I, I don't think they need to do that. Yeah, I, I, so I wouldn't do that if I were them. I, I think they should stay young and I build stay young, and grow but together. you. You can't even take all those picks that you have. Yeah. You know, so it's like, how many picks are you really going to, how many top value picks are you going to be able to add where they all stay on the roster? You should be able to keep all four first round picks on the roster. Four, for sure. Yeah. But then you have second round picks and things like that, which totally. aren't even bad. So you trade a second round and your latest first round and get a higher pick in the first round. Why wouldn't you do that? So, like, that's Maybe. where I think they go. Yeah, it's possible. I just think they have too many picks. Or spread it out. Get it. Maybe get somebody for the next year. Yeah, it's possible. Um, anyway, that's kind of how we see this draft going. You know, this, again, this will televise on April 17th. It'll be very fun. ESPN. It'll be not very ESPN fun. too because ESPN's got nothing to televise. What right now. So they're like shit. And good thing if the WNBA. If I have to watch one more LeBron highlight reel, I'm going to shoot myself. If the, oh my god, LeBron <laughs> like LeBron can pick his ass right now, and they're like, oh my, oh god. my god, LeBron James <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, did you guys see this? And you ah, fucking can't stand it. Um. We love LeBron. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I, I just ESPN's obsession with star athletes nah, right now it, because there's nothing to show is upsetting. So the guy who took it over took over ESPN social medias is the guy from House of Highlights, and he's kind of annoying. So, boom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, back to the WNBA. If the season happens, you get the first month of WNBA uh, league pass for free. Announce that today. If it happens. If it happens. I'd be surprised. At this point, I'd be surprised if, if the WNB season started on, on, time. on schedule. But I think it will um, happen. The fact that there's no more Olympics, which we're going to talk about in a second, the fact that there are no Olympics this summer means that the WNBA could actually afford to... Push it back a whole month. Right. Basically. Push it back a little bit and spread the season and, and, and be okay. 
Which um, is so we'll see I what think, happens there. I think could be great. And I think it's good that they're taking a wait and see approach. Yeah, there's no reason to announce anything yet. Yeah, but good thing you moved the draft online. Yeah, that's it. So as I just said, the Olympics have been postponed to 2021 um, for athlete and fan safety. Um, you, despite the enormous economic impact this has on Japan. Um, so think about the enormous impact it has if they don't have it all together, right? It's still. I think it's sh- worse if it just goes bye bye. It's still a. I mean, I don't even know. I feel like think if it about just, if it building. Just goes, yeah, but if like, it just goes bye bye, you're done spending. It's over. But, but like you, the fact that they're postponing it for another year, you're going to shell out that much more money getting ready for the next year. Ah, uh, I, I. But you gain gonna, money back. You totally. don't gain anything. At this point, but that doesn't mean on. that this isn't a financial burden. This isn't like painful. Like this is like, this is costing an insane amount of money to postpone. Oh, I'm, I'm insane, insane. But it's insane how much like, how much money they probably put into building stadiums, building out things to host other events and things like that. So like totally. But it's also like how much money they put into like the shows and the entertainment and the extras and 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 just everything else that goes into it, not just. The athletes and the Linda and the venues. And maybe the they maybe they completely add esports after this. <laughs> I mean, you know, who just knows? I'm just saying. Um, Anything could happen. But um, yeah, I, it's insane. Everything about what's going on with the sports world right now is crazy and unprecedented and really out there. And for something as big as the Olympics not to be here when everybody kind of needs it too. <laughs> Everybody's going to be fiending for sports at that point. That the Olympics would have been amazing. Especially if, like, the world kind of heals from all this by that time. But, yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. So, let's not even speculate on it anymore. It's just, it is what it is. But, let's speculate on this. How much will this extra year postponement affect Team USA's women's basketball roster? Because we had some some v- just veteran players, some 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 aging veterans that looked like they were going to be on this team. Are they going to be on this team still in another year? No. <laughs> just no. No. Um, I think they were getting on this roster as a charity and a niceness to what they've done to the game. Mm-hmm. and what they've done right now for women's basketball in the sense of getting that contract with the U.S. Basketball Association to make sure they get paid better, to have this better partnership with the Dub and them. Um, I think they were able to have their circuit this year, and it's a nice way to send them off, and you can now retool and re-go after a lot of this. So... That's what I think that they should do. I think they should, like, try to, you know, find better younger talent that they can put on, on this Team USA roster. I think most of the I older don't think pl- they're going to do that. I think most of the older players will want that at that point. I don't think so, man. I think, I think like, Tarazi, Sue Bird should are ancient at this point. Doesn't matter. They're such legends of the game that no ancient. one's going to tell them. No one's going to tell them they can't play on Team USA unless they decide they don't want to do it. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think all of those... They're the only two that... Nah, Sarazi, Bird, Simone Augustus... You think Tina Charles is still going to make the team? Tina Charles will make the team. She's she's a good deal younger than that. I know, but I'm saying, like, 
skill-wise compared to her position, you're telling me there isn't. Sure, Tina Charles definitely will definitely still make it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like this year postponement is like a sign that it's time to move on from this generation of players and and Yo, embrace, Maya might maybe Maya the comes next generation. back. <laughs> Yo, Maya's not ever coming back. Maya's, Yo, maybe Maya comes. Maya's back. gonna keep fighting for for people to get out of prison who have been put there unjustly. And good for her for doing it. She's, you know, she's <coughs> being successful at what she's doing, and she's bringing a lot of attention to it. And uh, good for her. Yeah, I miss her playing basketball, but like, whatever. What totally. are you gonna do? But yeah, um, we're, we're not we're not doing any of our regular segments because we don't have it. We're nothing to talk about because no. no one's playing. I mean, I guess no we could have could have done a spotlight. Do you want to do like a makeup upset of the week? No. Upset of the week this week is coronavirus defeating the world of sports. Who knew? Okay, and then who's your spotlight queen? What impressed you the most this week? Um, I moved from the couch to the bed a couple times. <laughs> I stretched a couple days ooh, this week. Ooh, yeah. Um, we walked around. We we took a walk. We took a today. walk today. It was really scary when we walked by people. That was good stuff. <laughs> we did straight line. <laughs> made sure to. Um, who's your spotlight queen? Um, I don't know. You're my spotlight queen. Who's yours? I, I'm, me? You. Me? You're my spotlight queen. My spotlight queen is our two new puppies that come in two weeks. Yeah, we're buying some quarantine mm-hmm. puppies. Quarantine puppies. Yeah, we got some babies, some some new puppies some coming. Fur in. We're really excited about. So we're only going to talk about them in the future. We'll talk about them <laughs> on, when we do the next podcast, which will be about the draft. Because that'll be the day that we got the puppies. What? It's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, another uh, shout out. Happy birthday to John. It's his birthday this coming week. And uh, we're not going to do anything because we can't. So I'm going to make him a gigantic cake. And Duh. he's also going to buy one because he, he ha- likes cake. Happy 30th. <laughs> happy 3 0. Dope. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't think we got anything more to talk about. But stay safe. No, nah, we rambled on for forty-two minutes. Stay healthy. <laughs> we crushed social distance. <laughs> Get down with social distancing. Yeah, don't kill the um, older people or us. Shoot us because we're chubby. We could, we, could, we could die from this too. Shoot. <laughs> leave us comments. Talk to us. Don't get send us, us some love. Follow us. Yeah. Um. And uh, what's our exit song? Pump it up. We got to pump. We got to pump it up. I mean, pump it up, pump it down, pump it somewhere, right? I mean, so welcome to quarantine. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta get some new music because now we gotta be more high octane. Should we do some like high octane? Because like oh. we're the only things out there. Now. I thought you were gonna want like some somber music, some like the world. No, is no, no, music. no, 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 that's not me. Okay. Good vibes. All right. Well. Uh, Bye. This was the Queens of the Court <laughs> podcast. We are the King Size Queens. I'm John Hanson. I'm Paul Javrida, and thanks for listening with us. Bye. Bye. Don't you know?